Bunky Radio is entertainment for adults by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon FXBG Public Radio or its sponsors. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Hello and welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman. We've got Nick here as always. Nick as always. How are you? Can you get that mic any bit closer to you? Closer to the microphone. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not using the chroma key today because I think that there's been... That's why we've been crashing and that's why you didn't get video last week. Sorry about that. Oh, man. Yeah. Missed everyone's beautiful faces. <laughs> Exactamundo. <laughs> okay. Um, hello. Welcome. This is Shock Monkey Radio. Um... We usually start with our weekends. How was your weekend, man? It was good. Yeah? Me and EK did the fashion show on Saturday, the uh, Fashion with a Purpose or something. There's a few performers uh, saw some fashion stuff, so it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, basketball team won. I didn't get to go to the game, but they did win. So. Go, go Grizzlies. Yeah. All in all, doing pretty well uh, out here in the city. Looking pretty good in the city. This is Fredericksburg, man. It's not a city. Well, it is to me. <laughs> That's cool, man. It's a town, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. What did you get into? Uh, Not a whole lot. You know, I was working, uh, driving around these crazy-ass roads with these crazy-ass people. So it's getting worse with the holidays. I know. I know. (laughs) It's going to be so bad. So Mario's going to suck. Well, I know Black Friday, I'm I'm just hiding in my house all day long. I don't, you know. Right. And I I want to see somebody get into a fight in public over a TV. Like, uh, like... I, I kind of miss those days when people would fight over uh, Cabbage Patch Kids and stuff like that. Yeah, Furbies. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, what are the Beanie Babies? Yeah. Um, what was it? I was watching this thing on uh, Jingle All the Way. You remember that movie? <laughs> yeah. Arnold. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Sinbad, too. Shout out Sinbad. Yeah, Sinbad in there, too. <laughs> but uh, that movie is just like everything. that It's so cynical. That whole movie is very cynical. It's just there's violence and, you know. Yeah. 100. I was thinking about that about Black Friday. I was like, it's the worst day. Everybody's like, I'm getting these gifts for my family. And you're like, so you fought somebody else for it? Yeah, right. Merry Christmas. Just the season. Yeah, Yeah, right. Just the animal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah, it's going to be crazy. Crazy coming up. Yeah, so we have an announcement about our Christmas party. Uh, We got an event up on Facebook. So search for that. Um yeah, that's going to be on, what is it, December, December 14th. 14th, 7 p.m.? 7 p.m. at Spencer Devon. At Spencer Devon Brewery. No uh, cover charge. Yeah, no cover charge. Come down to see us. So tell me in person how much you hate this show. <laughs> DJ Dren will be spinning. Yeah, DJ Dren's going to be uh, uh, spinning tracks. And then we got a band. I yep, think, um, we got Brad's Company, right. the uh, 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 Bad Company tribute band. They're going to be playing as well. So Over at Spencer Devon Brewery, there's going to be no cover, so come on down. You know, join us for the holidays. You know, we we really appreciate you. We'd we like to shake your hand, say thanks for listening, thanks for watching, thanks for becoming patrons. And if you want to get advertisements, you can do that too. Just, you know, get in touch with us. Come to the party. Say, hey, how do I advertise on your show? And we will tell you. Yep. Or if you just want to come down and have an eggnog. Do they have eggnog at Spencer Devon or do they only do beers? Um, I, I don't know. Maybe we might have some special things just for the party. Um, I'm not just sure if me. they serve it. Yeah, we might be able to. Now, I'm sneaking some liquor. Who knows? Yeah. Of, oh, of course. <laughs> they, they don't check you we're backpack. Ki- we're kidding, Spencer Devon. <laughs> we're kidding. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm gonna be, we're going to be talking about this coming up until the, until, uh, the 14th. Yeah. So we're going to be talking a lot about this. So definitely come down, you know, save the date in your calendar. It's a Saturday. 
Uh, I'm taking off work so I can be there, so you better show up too. Yep, and that'll be the end of our season too because uh, Tuesdays fall this year on New Year's Eve and Christmas Eve, so oh, really? 17th will be the last Tuesday that until... You don't think that I would do a podcast on Christmas Eve? I mean, just that's what I just heard that nobody else was doing. I, you I, probably, I probably would. I was, <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> New Year's Eve, I might. Yeah, right. I don't know what everyone's doing. Yeah, that's that's the only thing. Everybody was like, we don't know what we're doing yet or whatever. So I just heard like probably the seventeenth would be yeah. I don't have last Tuesday. I don't have a whole lot of friends, and most of them are right here in this <laughs> in this uh, FXBG Public Radio building. Uh, so uh, we'll come in here and rap presents on air on Christmas Eve. <laughs> It'll make for a riveting. This is what I got from my mom. Yeah. Make for a riveting video, I'm sure. <laughs> it's like the opposite of those unboxing videos. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I got. They're going to be super surprised. So I know what you got me for Christmas. I saw, I saw, the, I saw the live stream. Yeah, it was on live stream. <laughs> you tagged me in it. <laughs> happy happy Christmas, me. Mom. Merry Christmas. <laughs> got you a blender. It's just got three speeds. What a way to ruin Christmas, <laughs> right? Got three speeds. Mm, man, so you go. They used to get comments and said, "Go ahead, just go ahead and return it." Yeah, because <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, make sure you put the gift put, receipt put in the, the box. Put the receipt in there. Yeah. Christmas is coming, ladies and gentlemen. Jingle all the way, baby. Oh yeah, Jingle I was going to say. Yeah, we seem like the best people to be celebrating yeah, Christmas. We're like a couple of Scrooges in yeah. here, man. <laughs> like, we definitely don't want to hang out with you guys on Christmas Eve. <laughs> don't do a show. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, so uh, I was thinking about Pinocchio. Oh, really? Yeah, you know that fucked up Disney movie? Oh, yeah. Man, that's a messed up movie. Yeah? Anyway, so uh, uh, Geppetto, he's, uh, he puts the finishing touches on his latest project. This is what happens in the movie. Puts the finishing touches on this latest project. Then he makes a wish upon a star that he could have a real son. All right, he goes to sleep. And so this insane star sends this bitch fairy that only conditionally grants wishes... All right. She breathes life into a wooden toy and sets conditions for the fulfillment of the wish with that toy. While the person who made the wish is fast asleep. Right. Okay. He, they, she says you have to be like brave, truthful, and uh, mm -hmm. unselfish or something like that, you know. Right. And so, uh, okay. And so, uh, yeah. So Geppetto wakes up to find a possessed toy in his house. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm a real boy. You're like, get yeah, the, yeah no, you are not. not. You are not, dude. Yeah, hell so he no. wakes up thinking, this is nothing like I wish for. This must be a nightmare. So he, he just plays nice and goes back to sleep hoping to get rid of the nightmare. Unfortunately, he wakes up again. And the nightmare continues. So he's just like, what do I do? What do I do about this? So he's like, I have an idea. With no preparation or understanding of the world whatsoever, I'm going to send this little wooden mutant animated toy Chucky's grandfather off to school without telling him that there's things in the world like talking cats and foxes that wear suits yeah, right. and guess who's the first person Pinocchio runs into one of those talking foxes and cats in suits right alright and um and so apparently possessed toys are more novel um, than talking foxes in suits in this world. <laughs> and so um, the, the, they quickly get, um, uh, get Pinocchio into this performance gig with this uh, B-list talent agency because Manicotti Talent Agency has standards. 
You know, no so wooden tools, yeah, only real boys. So he works for this. Uh, he works for this guy Stromboli, and uh, he eventually gets a uh, get sent to like Pre- uh, Pleasure Island. This place, Pleasure Island, where they could smoke and drink, you yeah. know, punch each other and stuff like that. <laughs> Do you remember that place? I don't That's know. a messed up. This is a messed up movie. I was going to say, you're making me think I haven't even seen it before. Now that I'm thinking about yeah. it, yeah, I'm like, I don't know if I've ever seen this movie. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, they, it's an island where talking foxes in suits sell bad boys and possess toys to humans whose end goal is to take them to a magical island where their hedonistic impulses are entertained and they eventually change into Democrats. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean donkeys. All right. And then they are sold into slavery as donkeys. Well, you'd think that like human slaves would be more valuable than donkey slaves. Well, not if you're a wooden toy. That's what I mean. He's not even a real boy and he's still getting turned into a living donkey. They made one of these, like a, a live action one of these too, right? I don't know. I remember seeing something creepy like I saw that. this one and I was like, I'm never watching it's a the movie Disney like this one? again. Yeah. The old one. The old, old one. Damn. Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, yeah, Pinocchio eventually escapes, um, but he's still got the ears and the tails uh, of a Democrat donkey. And um, he's, he returns home to find Geppetto has gone out to sea. Because Geppetto reasonably thought that if anyone found this possessed toy, they'd probably throw it in the ocean. So uh, Geppetto went out looking for him, ended up getting swallowed by a whale. Yeah, I remember that part. Named Monstro. Monstro. And so Pinocchio saves the dipshit that made a a half-ass wish that willed him into existence via a conditional bitch fairy. Mm -hmm. All right. He dies for his trouble of rescuing his father, and then the wish is fulfilled. Okay? And then Pinocchio is a real boy. He is a real boy at the end. He turns to a real boy at the end, and, then, the he end has to, and then he has to deal with puberty in that morning wood. It's not my nose anymore. That's right. <laughs> I think my bottom half is telling a lie. <laughs> Uh, no. Poor kid. That's hilarious. I mean, he's not even a real boy, if you ask me. I mean, that's not how humans get made. You don't transform a wood puppet into a real boy. How the hell did you do that, Blue Fairy? And I what's think... with all the conditions? I thought the cricket did it. Speaking of the cricket, Jiminy Crickets, how many messianic references can you get into this movie? He had to, he had to die. He had to give his own life for his father. Yeah. To become I, a real boy? The thing I've heard, though, that Pinocchio is like a fairy tale from back in the day, and it was yeah. like a horror story yeah. kind of more than it I, was a, a fairy tale. Yeah, I think like, he the like... The real story is like way darker. It's way darker. I think uh, like he ends up like chopping up Pinocchio. Yeah, they're like <laughs> demons crazy. in yeah. it, and so it's like a demon changes him That's into Pinocchio That's what I'm talking about. Something. It's a possessed toy, man. Right, yeah. It's the first Chucky. <laughs> Damn it. Lost my place. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no, it's... Damn computers. <sighs> anyway, so I think that that movie is totally messed up. Yeah. You know, and if you think about it, but, you know, I guess it's not so strange if you live in a world with foxes in suits just hanging out, smoking cigars and so forth. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know what I mean? Obviously, like, that's the thing, too, is, like, it's a it's a puppet. It's, it's a, a puppet. puppet, like, coming to life. Yeah, you're like, it's like... Well, nobody really reacts to him that strangely. It's like, oh, it's just another animated puppet. Yeah, because back in the day, all the cartoons were crazy anyway. Like, yeah. He didn't have a gun, so it was a good cartoon. <laughs> you know? 
Like Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudge run around shooting at each other. Tom and Jerry shooting at each other. You're like, oh, yeah. Pinocchio. He doesn't have any weapons. He's not harmless. A, he's harmless. <laughs> yeah, you're coming to find out the sex trafficking part of it. You didn't oh, realize yeah. that's, that's what we're talking about, right? <laughs> the undertones of sex yes, trafficking. Come, yeah, because they come Epstein Island over there, or is it was Paradise Island? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Paradise Island. I mean, this is undertones in Pinocchio. Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> Nick said it, like, not what me. Did Pinocchio Nick say? said it, not me. What did Pinocchio say? <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. Didn't they make that movie in 1989? <laughs> nah, that's a way older than that. Yeah, like but you know. Like 38 so. or something like that. It's old. Damn. That's an old film, yeah. So that's why it was weird. They yeah. probably knew. They knew exactly what they were talking about. <laughs> they were like, yeah, let's talk about Let's make sure we add the rape island. We can't yeah, forget that. There's like certain things they change. They're like, don't change the rape island. Well, you remember Dumbo too. And Dumbo was about that same era. And they had like the, they got drunk and they saw the, like the pink elephants and the weird yeah. the tripping balls or something like that. I don't know if it's Everybody just Everybody says something about the crows. Yeah, and the crows See, are racist they're like, as hell. so racist. I was like, I've never saw but that. But then there's a, a, a song in the beginning where there's a bunch of African-American people working and they're, there's like... Uh, singing a song about how they work for very little pay and stuff like that. And I'm just like, damn. It's like... The 40s are fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm glad we live live in this day and age where I can sit here and be critical of Pinocchio. Yes. That's funny. Yeah. Well, I don't want to bring the mood down or bum you out or anything, but we are are just a biofilm. The third rock Uh, from the sun is a very unique quantity of matter. uh Uh-huh. I mean, after the sun birthed all of the matter in the system, there were mind-boggling amounts of matter spinning around the star, coalescing into larger bodies and smashing into each other, all so hot that the metals just sort of merge and the gases just drift off in the solar breeze. For billions of years, Earth was one tiny chunk of matter in this ballet of chaos that was our solar system. For billions of years. Eventually, everything started to chill out. There are a bunch of comets and stuff, sure, uh, liquid water starts flowing on any planet in the, gold, in the Goldilocks zone, probably Mars first, and then an arc was sent to Earth. Conspiracy theory. And a strange sort of biofilm will grow on this wet and vol- vol- volcanic planet. And it lasts only a few hundred million years. A few hundred million years in the billions of years in the lifespan of this third rock from the sun. Anyway, this unique quantity of matter called dirt which is the only synonym for Earth, uh, eventually, and that's where we live, you know, in this biofilm, this brief biofilm that exists on the planet. Because eventually, the sun will change, or a loose, loose rock spinning through the cosmos will collide with us, no matter what we do to ourselves. This specific set of matter, all of this matter, will be returned to the fire or the void. But for a few million years, there was this odd biofilm that developed on this specific chunk of matter that started as bacteria and something or something and uh, and the unlikely set of circumstances led to species so varied it boggled Darwin's mind. One species was even able to build and develop technology enough to explore its moon and even Mars. These are the days of miracle and wonder. Be in awe of what it all means, because in just one million years... What is heavy in us will drift towards fire, and what is lighter will drift off into the void. We are a fluke of nature, a flash in the pan, a snapshot, a miracle. So all your whining about climate change means 
Nothing. When Elon Musk starts making robot like body parts and stuff, and we become half robots, I think at some point we're just going to fly off into space in one of his spaceships and just like, go I hope find so. a new planet. Just a whole bunch of half robot that's, humans. That's the hope. Yeah, we're going to take everyone else's DNA. We're like we'll start new fucking little humans, not as strong as I am. <laughs> Got this robot heart. Robot heart. Yes. Yeah. They exist. I mean, he'll make. They one. exist, dude. I don't, don't believe that he wouldn't. His rocket. You may have rocket feet. You'd like its feet just hovering. That would, that would be cool, but I don't <laughs> think it's going to happen in our lifetime. And once I get my robot heart, life <laughs> is going to be expanded. You need robot lungs too, I guess. Anyway, I got a section here set aside for Nick's picks. What you got going on? Um, I don't know what I was going to tell you. Oh, so here's the thing, which is really funny because you told the Pinocchio story. So apparently I'm not allowed to help the kids with their homework anymore because they bring home the word problem and it's about the monkeys jumping on the bed. You know, five monkeys jumping on the bed, one falls off and bumps his head. Yeah. They call yeah. the doctor and the doctor says no more monkeys jumping on the bed. And the question is, what is this about? I understand they're trying to say it's about learning how to count backwards and counting down. But it's also about an incompetent doctor. Like, why does the doctor just, like, don't jump on the bed? And even after the second one, that's just all you said? You called the doctor? He didn't even help the kid? Yeah. The, the, tell, tell the other ones. No, you're like, hey, I got stabbed. And you're like, well, tell everyone else don't get stabbed. What's the rhyme again? The donkey's jumping on the bed. One why falls off and bumps his head. Well, they call the doctor. doctor. It's a doctor, not a veterinarian. And the doctor says, but I mean, they're monkey doctors. No more monkeys jumping on a bed. You're like, that's not medical advice at all. I was like, this is about an incompetent doctor. Why would you call the doctor? Is that what he said? And then at the end, they're like, tell all the monkeys to go to bed. I'm like, if you bump your head, don't go to sleep. Tell your friends, don't go to sleep. Right, if you have a concussion. You can have a concussion. If you have a concussion, don't go to sleep. Yeah, Yeah, this is a horrible doctor. Very good point. That's a very good point. That is a bad doctor. And I told him that. I was like, the answer is counting down. But I was like, just for side note, you know. And by, but by the way, my little six-year-old nephew, yeah, decided that he told this is wrong. It's not. It's about a doctor who really can't do like his job. took that. To, he took that to class. He told his teacher that she was wrong about it. <laughs> like it's about subtraction. You're wrong. He's like, it's about a doctor who doesn't know no. how to do his job. Exactly. And he was like, you're not supposed to go to sleep if you bump your head. He like <laughs> the teacher called. And I was like, oh. yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know where he got that. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, heard about that. Hmm. Oh, man. So, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, a lot of the funny stuff that, you know, you know, a lot of the kid stuff that you learn as kids, you don't realize. You're like, wait a minute. Well, that's what I mean with Pinocchio. Yeah. It's like when you're growing up, you start thinking a little bit deeper. Yeah. <laughs> and it can mess with your childhood, man. Yeah, you're like, this is really bad advice, actually. Have, I been, have we been telling everyone to go to bed after they hit their head? <laughs> hey, man, you fell off the trampoline and go yeah. to bed. Telling no one else to fall off. I guess he wants those monkeys to die in their sleep. Yeah, it's the worst advice ever. Oh, wow. Uh, you don't get hurt, too. How you call 911 and be like, somebody's been stabbed? And they're like, well, tell everyone else don't get stabbed. <laughs> like, but what do I do with the hurt person? Like, I don't, I don't know. Save everyone nope. else. He's done. No more stabbing. Yeah, stay, save everyone else. He's done. He's going to bleed out, probably. I don't know. He probably needs medical attention. <laughs> he probably needs medical attention. <laughs> he should have called a doctor. A better doctor. Oh, man. Yeah. So that's funny. I'm Just, not a veterinarian. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not allowed to help the kids with homework anymore. Probably a good call. Yeah. Oh, well. Well. Yeah, one less thing to do, huh? Yeah, right. You have anything else? <clears throat> Nothing interesting. Grizzlies games are going all the way until December. I think December 14th. No, not December 14th. December 17th. I think it's the next game or something. Or December 7th. I don't know. 
I have to look at that. Is up. there a website or something people can go to if they want to check out the Grizzly games? You go to FredericksburgGrizzlies.com. There you and go. And also on Fredericksburg Grizzlies, I mean, on the Facebook or something, if you want to go check out the schedule. I'm pretty sure it's up there somewhere. Awesome. I don't know if I have anything else to promo. I'm supposed to promo something, but I'll remember. <laughs> you don't Can't remember. remember. Oh. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, you want to get into the news worth knowing? Yes, sir. All righty. Let's start right here in Holland. A uh, Dutch supermarket asked workers to share underwear photos to determine uniform sizes. Drops idea amid backlash. Do you follow yeah. all that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Dutch supermarket is no longer requiring its employees to upload half-naked photos of themselves before they can be sized for new uniforms. Send a photo. We yeah. like to party. Albert, <laughs> Hi- forgive me, Holland. Uh, Albert Hygien, largest chain of supermarkets in the Netherlands, had asked the staff at a single location to test a new app that would determine the size of an employee's uniform after analyzing a photo of an employee in their underwear or in close-fitting clothing. If the, if the pilot program proved successful, the app would then be introduced to staffers at locations across the Netherlands, the BBC reported. The pilot program was not successful. Quote, I saw one poster hanging out in our canteen, and I was shocked. One 17-year-old employee at the... Uh, Nidge Megan location told Netherland News Outlet. uh, The teen employee added that he told his mother and she assumed it had to be a joke. Quote, but the manager told us that if we don't do it, we can't be in the store anymore because we don't have the right corporate clothing, the employee claimed. When news got out on social media about the supermarket's request, the Dutch Data Protection Authority, a government-appointed body, uh, called the Albert Hygiene uniform policy bizarre and said that the company has no basis at all for imposing this on his employees per NRC. The agency added that the policy, the policy is especially dangerous as there may be underage workers employed by the supermarket. Um, they have since claimed that uploading the underwear photos was never mandatory for employees and that those who didn't wish to share such pictures could simply tell their manager their correct size. Yeah, the way it's done. You don't need an app for that. Here's the thing. This guy invested in this app. Right. And it was like, I got to take it to work. That's like an app for like a clothing store or something. Like, it's, an ad, it's an app for pervs, man. But no, I'm saying if you wanted to send in your size to a clothing store and they can, like they do that now about like custom, like fitting your jeans. Absolutely. Like, they do have I, an app like that, but it's, you send it to the tailor. Right. The it's, same guy that grabs your nuts if you go in there in person. Like, yeah. But that's not your job. This that's guy right. yeah, invested in this. It was like, I'm going to take it to work and try to like sell it to the employees. Like, I got like 15, 20 people using this app. And they're like, Dan, you can't push your own projects at the right. store. You got like 17-year-old employees here. Yeah, man. he's like, I see how now. It looks pervy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you they put- thought I was pervy. I was trying to sell this app, man. I was killing it. 45 Right. I was gonna make. I was going to make my fortune. Yeah. I was getting so many likes. I thought I was going to start it here in this store and then maybe move it. Once we got a little bit bigger, you know, I was going to take it out. <laughs> <laughs> I, they didn't have to do it. Stop I using do. your That's personal crazy. app. That's yeah. so funny, too. Just, I'm creating an app. Can you guys sign up? Like, well, imagine pitching that app to some programmer. Mm-hmm. You know, pictures of people in their underwear? Yeah, let's, I'm all for it. Yeah. <laughs> this is talking to some fashion guy. Like, I can put, I throw this in my store right now. You're like, dude, you cannot use this on your employees. And it's at a grocery store? Yeah, a grocery store. Who even, they don't even give you pants, I don't believe. But this Maybe is, in Holland they In do. Holland, maybe, yeah. yeah. 
here's your whole uniform. But also, yeah, is, is it a small, medium, or large, man? Are you going to actually get pants exactly with my size? That's my what I mean. exact you, if, body size? If you know your size, it's like, why can't you just put that in the app? We're not going scuba diving. We're putting away groceries. <laughs> right. right, we're stocking <laughs> shelves here. Ringing up customers. Yeah, this is a scuba suit. <laughs> going a space suit. Right. Getting fitted for like a space outfit. You know, get in Armani tux or something like that. NASA doesn't yeah. even use those characteristics <laughs> on their stuff. Well, I guarantee you, if NASA had an app like that, there'd be some perv over at NASA that has a collection of all the astronauts in their underwear pics on their on their hard drive because of that app. Yeah, and that's who I mean. Is like that is so pervy. Yeah, there's also probably a guy who has all that stuff on his hard drive that's not pervy. Now he's just like go through his computer. You're like, what's up with all these pictures? He's like, it's for the app, man. I don't. I collect underwear. I didn't say that. Yeah, I have to do the numbers. It's my job. Golly, so Jim had them too. Jim has them for other reasons. Let's let's take off another layer and go to this Utah stepmom story. Uh, what's this? Uh, Utah stepmom was topless in front of her stepkids inside of a home. Now facing charges. Uh, yeah, she's facing criminal charges that oh. could force her to register as a sex offender. Oh no! After allegedly being seen topless by her stepchildren inside her own home. Tilly Buchanan, 28 years old, was working with her husband in their garage in late 2017 or early 2018 when they both removed their shirts to prevent dust from getting on them, the Associated Press reported. The children, ages 9 and 13, saw the couple both topless. When their birth mother later heard about the incident, she mentioned it to child welfare officials because she was alarmed. The stepmother was charged in February with three counts of misdemeanor lewdness involving a child. The husband faces no charges. If convicted, the woman could be forced to register as a sex offender for 10 years. Quote, if we lose this, she's on the sex offender registry with child rapists and things of that nature, Buchanan's lawyer, Randy Richards, told the Salt Lake Tribune. The magnitude of the penalty uh, on this is enormous. After a court hearing in Salt Lake City, Buchanan spoke out against what she views as a double standard regarding topless men and women. Okay. Here's the thing. You ready for you, this? Yeah, go ahead. That's right. stupid. Uh, quote, it was in the privacy of my own home. My husband was right next to me in the same exact manner that I was, and he's not being prosecuted, she said. But prosecutors in the West Valley City argued Buchanan was un- under the influence of alcohol when she removed her shirt and made a comment that she would put it back, uh, put it back on only if her husband exposed himself. Several states around the U.S. have been engaged in debates over whether women should be allowed to be topless in public. A group called Free the Nipples, Free the Nipple, has mixed success in fighting on behalf of women who want to be treated the same as men on this issue. I love the name, Free the Nipple. Oh, that's great. Also, um, she wasn't in public, and that's the whole thing. But they weren't. They weren't her kids. But she was trying to get some in the garage, and they probably that's what it that's was. What they exactly. Were that's exactly. In. They that's exactly just walked what in on their parents about to get it that's, on. That's exactly what Ek said. It's like there's a two. They're having drinks. They're fooling around the garage while the kids are playing. And the kids and the, walked, and the kids in, walked in. in. Yep. So I mean, I I wonder if they're just embarrassed. They don't want to admit that that was. That's what, why was they didn't. Oh, we were about to have sex in the garage. Yeah. You're like, well, we were getting dusty, and the... yeah, we were working on stuff. Yeah. yeah, I was about to try to get freaky in the garage, and they're they're married. Yeah. So you just walked the same if you'd have walked in on your parents. Like yeah. you're like, oh, it freaked you out. Yeah. Um. The the mother. Yeah, of course. She uh, I don't. Know, 
I don't know if you needed to go and like call child protective services or anything like that. They already have some sort of quarrel with the husband. Oh, obviously, and she doesn't like the wife. Oh, or yeah, something. the new the new wife. They're just that's what yeah. I mean. The woman's twenty eight, so she the the ex ex wife or the the biological mother. She's probably like fifty. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't say the man's age. I bet. He, uh, I bet he's around. He's got 50. a thirteen year old kid. Yeah. So exactly. She's twenty eight. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those exactly. numbers don't add up with that for her. That's right. You do the math, and ooh, yeah. it's a whole she different story. She was 16 story. when that baby was born. Very different story. Okay, I'm cruising through these. Okay, so um, this is pretty damn hilarious. What's this one? Singer, uh, Sugar Ray singer Mark McGrath helps dump a fan's boyfriend for 100 bucks in a new video. Oh, wow. This is awesome. Yeah, Sugar Ray frontman Mark McGrath agreed to accept $100 to dump a fan's boyfriend on uh, for her by way of a somewhat heartfelt video message on social media. A user on Twitter posted a video of McGrath, uh, 51, using a speech uh, to someone named Braden on behalf of his girlfriend, Cheyenne. In it, the musician uh, lets him know that their long-distance romance is a bit too much for her at this time. Quote, this is a little difficult for me to say because she is... It's the first one of these that I've done. Uh, but she wants you to know that you mean a lot to her. You mean the world to her. And she's having difficulty staying in this long-distance relationship. It's tough. Uh, according to E! Online, McGrath is selling personal greetings on the app Cameo. <laughs> Thanks to his new partnership. Uh, Braden and Cheyenne are allegedly both fans of Sugar Ray. So rather than a greeting, she uh, opted to enlist his help in softening the blow of a breakup. McGrath went on to explain that he understands the hardship of long-distance relationships uh, when he had to do it with his wife for a long time when, they're in, uh, when he and his band were on tour. She has to come a long ways from tour, yeah. buddy. He goes on to say, uh, Cheyenne is trying to let you know, Braden, that it's very, very tough for her to stay in this relationship. She still cares for you about you a lot, and you never know what may, the future may hold, but she uh, still wants to be friends with you and because, obviously, she cares about you very, very much. He also notes that Braden and Cheyenne are fans of his, which he admit makes him the, the delivery of such bad news hard for him. She, quote, she wants you to stay positive. She wants you to be friends. And she knows you're a fan of the band Sugar Ray, which I'm honored. I wish I was delivering you good news, he explained. Uh, hopefully I can see you backstage, give you a high five someday, dude. And maybe have a laugh about this sometime. <laughs> okay, Mark. I really need the hundred dollars. <laughs> I need that. I really bucks. don't want to be doing this for you, but listen, I need that hundred dollars. <laughs> that's why I love that he mentions well, because this is the first one I'm doing. Like, uh, by the way, checking the app if you want to get yourself a breakup video. Right. Go check in my bio. I'm doing it for a hundred dollars. I'm on cameo. Hundred buck breakups. It's not yet. Yeah, the Sugar Ray is not coming back together, dude. I'm doing hundred dollar breakup videos. Okay. <laughs> Uh, he goes on to say, she wants to be friends right now, bro. The long-distance thing is a little difficult, but she wishes you all the best, all the love in the, f- in the world. He concludes, and do, do, do your best on that thesis, man. I know it's tough because he's working on his thesis. Oh, man. Cold-blooded all around the world. <laughs> oh, dude, how'd you go from being a rock star on TV to making $100 videos? That's, all, that's what I just love about the funniest part about that to me is like, you Mark pay McGrath the guy from yeah. Sugar Ray 100 bucks, and he, he mentioned it too in there. Just in case you want to get another video. This is the first one I'm doing. I'm going to get better at it. Right. I'm doing more. Anybody? Got 100 <laughs> You want to do a wedding video? I can do that for 150 Maybe I'll give you a discount. 
So I guess he's broke, huh? I mean, you're you're reaching here. Yeah, yeah. As funny as it is to like troll, like it's kind of like not really like trolling, like. Or is Mark McGrath trolling? Well, no, that's what I was saying because he's being serious about it. <laughs> he's like, I really did the video. Somebody just paid him a hundred bucks to do a video. You're like, that's not even expensive. So, uh, yeah, if you want me to break up with your boyfriend, I'm the madman. You could send me a hundred bucks. I'll do it for twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> I might do it for free. You fuck around and tell me the wrong story. I might do it by accident. (laughs) Oh, my God. We're going to have a bidding war here. Oh, dude. We'll all do it. Oh, my God. Wow. That is heavy. That's really funny just to think about. That's why I feel bad worse for Mark McGrath than the guy. You're like, that's a super cool breakup. Well, here's the thing. It's like I would want to know if there's like other ways I can uh, or other other celebrities I can get to do that for like 100 bucks. Yeah. You know, oh, well, I guess maybe you would have to go to whatever app that is. I guess they said it's on an app. Well, who right? would be the best celebrity to break up with your girlfriend for you? Who do you think would be the best? Mm, it depends on if you wanted it to be like you wanted to seem cool, or if you wanted someone to be a dick. <sighs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess so. I guess because it depends on how be you like it, do it would be like you know what I mean. You wouldn't ask Dave Chappelle to do it. You like he's gonna say something like bitch or like yeah. something like yeah. super uh, uh, like extravagant. Versus like I got John Mayer to do it, and you're like, ah, oh, just balled out on you. This is your favorite singer, right? Yeah, I got John Mayer. Yeah. I got a video for you from John Mayer, your favorite singer, and it's like he's breaking up with you. And he's like, what? I love John Mayer. He's the one who broke up with me. And you're like, hi, last one, last shot at you. I wonder if you'd lose a fan that way. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. But yeah, you're like, yo, you were my favorite, dude. That would be like the biggest dick. So I'm not buying one more. I'm not buying any more Sugar Ray records. It would. There's not going to be any more. Yeah, good. <laughs> Because we're not making <laughs> we're not making anymore. I'm selling the breakups for a hundred bucks here. Yeah, I can't imagine that. That would be a good fuck you though to get like your favorite. Like if you were like, oh, I know she loves Beyonce, and you're like, I got Beyonce. You're like, oh my yeah. god, Beyonce's on there. They're like, what? He's breaking up with me. You got Beyonce to break up with me. You're like now I hate her too. You're like, yeah, I ruined everything for you. I wonder how much it'd be to get him in person, like an in person breakup, get a celebrity to. This could be a whole new industry, bro. Yeah, but I mean, people don't want to do because that's why then you look like a dick. People don't want to come to your show. You know what I mean? You're like, yo, I saw the, your last show when you fucking broke up with that guy's girlfriend. Yeah. And you're all, my boyfriend's buying tickets the next day. You're like, yeah. wait a minute, motherfucker. <laughs> first come, first serve. Sorry. Yeah. You know, like the uh, how they ask you at a baseball game or whatever to marry them? It was oh, just like, right. I break up with you. Right. <laughs> why not do that? I mean, hey, why not do that? You know, it's always a. Large, big, romantic gesture at the beginning. Yeah. Why, there shouldn't be one at the end, too? Come on. Yeah. Celebrate a, a relationship. I money for that. The beginning and the end should be Woo. celebrated. Go Yankees. <laughs> oh, bye, bitch. <laughs> By the way, I break By up By the way, you. I break it up with you. I want my ring back. <laughs> <laughs> give us back the ring. It's all on the thing. Everyone's Everyone chanting. Chanting. Give, give them back the ring. <laughs> give them back the ring. The ring cam. <laughs> the ring cam. <laughs> the kiss cam. They're like, oh, <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> Horrible! Like we're all yeah, just ruining, uh, ruining, Ru- Christmas. ruining lives, just ruining life. I mean, you were on grit status today. Yeah, Whew. that's get, horrible. We're gonna get the. Uh, I'll visit. tell you what's dangerous about something like this is if, if, like, Mark McGrath says it breaks up with somebody and the guy like kills himself or something like that. That's a. Whew. Oh yeah, you yeah. wouldn't want to be involved with yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So be like, careful, fuck Mark. Fuck you, McGriff. McGriff. 
This is your Sh- fault, Mark. Sugar Ray sucks. Stole my girlfriend, Mark. You have everything. You'd <laughs> have those fantasies. Maybe Mark's fucking her now. He's fucking, I saw that video. The music video was in a bed the whole video. I don't even remember what that song is, but there's a video where they like it's something about a bed or something. Yeah. Wake up in the morning and, and there's a halo, there's a condom on the, yeah. on the bed. Yeah. Like I heard the song. I know what you I, do I to women. I know what that song means. I know what you do to what you're doing that to my girlfriend right now. <laughs> Your head would be sitting there swimming with thoughts like that. Maybe maybe yeah, maybe she's banging Mark McGrath now. Just picture him on a stool playing guitar, just solos by himself. Well, I mean, if he if if he's willing to accept a hundred bucks to break up with you, he's probably willing to bang your girlfriend too. So who knows? He probably went through that path. He was like, I was on Tinder for a while, but they stopped letting you sell dates. So I don't know. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, so yeah, let's go on to the next story. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, Marvel Comics number one torches a record with a one point two six million dollar sale at an auction. That's all uh, that. Yeah, we're not having a. Uh, lost in the long box tomorrow, so uh, I just let me just do this. Lost in the long box segment here, Shock <laughs> Monkey Radio, because uh, I want to talk about this because we, you know we are all watching it. Uh, yeah, so 1.26 million is uh, what the auction was for for this Marvel Comics number one. Now, this uh, Marvel Comics number one is the very first comic book ever produced by Marvel. Then it was known as Timely. All right. Um, and this, this one magazine spawned a generation of iconic superheroes, a movie empire, blah, blah, blah. You all know that. You all know that. Oh, there's a camera. <laughs> the camera hey, there. there it is. Yeah. All right. Um, anyway, the rare copy, it's rare, of Marvel Comics number one is from 1939, uh, which has been dubbed the Big Bang of, Mar- of Marvel Comics Superhero Universe, sold by an, to an anonymous buyer, according to Heritage aux- Auctions. The sale of the comic book would set a world record for the most expensive Marvel comic book ever sold at a public auction. Um, Ed Jaster, senior vice president at Heritage, calls it a historic copy of a historic comic book. That's true, because it's rated 9.4. You have any idea how a comic book from 1939 being well, in 9.4? It was, in its, it was like in its original packaging, I think, too. No, it's in a, it's in a case or whatever. Well, yeah, but I mean, it was like... Like not opened or something. They're like zero creator. So I don't remember yeah. what they were saying. They were saying it was almost in perfect condition. Pretty nine point four is right. pretty, pretty damn good for thir- nineteen thirty nine. That's comic what I was book. saying. Yeah, it's pretty much perfect. So I was yeah. like, damn. The comic book was first published by Timely Comics, created by Martin Goodman, which later became Marvel. Uh, the issue features the first appearances of characters such as the Human Torch, uh, Kazar, Angel, and the Submariner. Uh, Heritage says the comic book was first purchased at a newsstand. By a, union, uh, by a Union Town, Pennsylvania mail carrier who made a practice of buying the first issue of comic books and magazines. Jaster says that since then, the issue has changed owners only a handful of, time, a handful of times. The comic book is in near-mint condition, 9.4, like I said, out of 10, uh, making it the best condition ever found, according to the auction company. This isn't the first time a Marvel comic book sale topped a million dollars. The previous record for the most expensive Marvel comic book uh, ever sold was a 1962 issue featuring the first appearance of Spider-Man, and it sold for a little more than a million in 2011. In 2014, the copy of Action Comics number one, Superman's first appearance, sold on eBay for 3.2 million. So, uh, and I guarantee you, those comic books were in a 9.4. You know? Let me ask you a question, though. All right. As much as you are into the comics, would you, if you had 
ten million dollars. Would you pay three million dollars for a comic book? If I had ten million, or yeah. if I only had three billion? Well, I'm just like I mean, obviously, if you're spending three million dollars on a comic book, you have to have. More, I hope you have like, more, you more have than more than, than three million. I hope, you're not, I hope you're not. You know. So yeah, if you were like ten million dollars, would you would you be like I would spend three on on having that comic book? I don't know because we're like it, having it, it, it would depend. Your... It would it would depend on how rich I was. Right. You know, if I was a billionaire, you know, yeah, maybe. Right. But, but I mean, having it in your possession would that be more important? Because you can still read it, like you know what I mean. Like there's copies that you can read, so you're like, I know the story. Like I can still read it, but you're like, I have one. Would it be? Would you think it would be worth three million or even the the one million? If you had ten million, would you spend one million maybe on a comic book? Yeah, uh, maybe. Because I mean, if I were if I were a billionaire and I had the kind of funds where I could buy these kind of comic books, I would. Right. After all, this is a nine point four. This is what they call a pedigree. There's like there's no other comic book like this on earth. Right. And that's what makes it so collectible. That's right. what makes it worth one point two six million dollars. And so that's that's what I like about this book. That's why this new story. That's what I'm attention. saying. With ten, if you had ten, you won the lottery for ten million dollars. You're like, I'm just going to buy something no, crazy. No. Would you maybe no. buy? You wouldn't. No, that'd be. I, if I took that $10 million and started putting, you know, investments or starting a business or something mm. like that, uh, pumping it in here, getting upgrades and well, stuff yeah, like that. Well, yeah, no, I mean, just re- I was just saying. That's, you, if I started making money in doing that. real, like, yeah, just in a sense of, like, oh, I have, you know, because people, when they get a lot of they will, that's why. Like, yeah, somebody, they'll buy stupid stuff. You're like, yeah. I'm going to buy one. Like, somebody buys a car that's a million dollars. You're like, you that's know, some, cars don't cost a million dollars. That's something I've always told myself. It was like, you win the lottery, you be smart with the money. You do something with it. You right. put money to work for you. So you would just think, oh, that's what I was just wondering as a comic book collector. But just if I, somebody did pay one. I know. Somebody was like, I think that. But I'm I bet it's not somebody one. who's only worth ten million dollars. He wanted to remain anonymous. So it's yeah. like Yeah. So it may be like Sebastian Shaw. It's just Bill Gates. What's his in name? There. <laughs> that, that dude from Skid Row. Is it Sebastian Shaw? I'm not sure. Sh- Sebastian Bach. Uh I'm not sure who that is. Yeah, he's a comic book collector. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It was like that was the only Cribs episode I liked is when they went to his house and he's like he showed off all his comic books. And he's got he's got some I know. I know he showed that Amazing Fantasy fifteen first appearance of Spider Man. I know. Oh, so I know he, he has that. One so not I bet 9. you. 4, I bet you it's somebody like him. Right. Right. Or you know Ben Shapiro or something like that. That'd be cool. So uh, yeah, and just so you know, um, characters like the Human Torch, Kazar, and Angel, and Submariner, boring characters. And you know that book. I've, I've seen reprints and I've read it. It's a boring book. The, the standards for comic books back in the 30s was way different than it is today. That's what I was saying, too, because that's why I was like, how cool is that? Where you're like, I know what happens in it, but like, do I really want to, like, do I need to spend a million? Because, you know, I mean, that's why. It's something, though, it's it's what collectors do. You know what yeah. I mean? When you have a hobby, it's a hobby. Like, yeah. it's not about the money to you. It's about the kind of the craft of it. Exactly. Everything. And that's what makes that comic book, because it's, it's pedigree. Right. I mean, if it were like a, a 4.5... Uh, issues like you may already have one, or you're like, eh, those are fairly common when it comes to that, right? You know, book. But if it's 9.4 from 1939, that's something. yeah, that's somebody with the collection paying that much money because <coughs> they just wanted that test to have, like, I have the best one, yeah. I have all the best ones. Yeah, and I did right see that Cribs episode that you're talking about now that I just remembered that kid that has all that stuff in there, yeah, yeah, that was ridiculous. Spoiled bitches. Spoiled bastards. 
What else you got on your list? All right, uh, I got this uh, Maryland boy eight helps with ho- helps homeless veterans with hero bags. Uh, an eight year old Maryland boy has been um, offering homeless veterans a helping hand with hero bags. He fills with clothes, hygiene products, and bedding. Tyler Stallings has been on a mission to help vets in need since he was four. ABC's Good Morning America reported Friday. Uh, quote, he saw videos of veterans holding signs and no one responding to their cry for help, and he thought, this isn't right. He didn't like it. Andrea Blackstone said of her son, according to Gma, I guess. That's, 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 I go by Gma. Okay, so he asked me, if they're heroes, why should they be on the street? Once a year on Veterans Day, Tyler would, uh, would gather clothes and hy- hygiene products in care packages and give to homeless veterans, Gma reported. With success... Tyler expanded his efforts. He's become the ambassador and resident superhero of the Maryland Center for Veteran Education and Training and has raised over $50,000 on behalf of homeless veterans, Gmail uh, reported. Why can I, I keep saying this name? It was, supposed, uh, it was supposed to be a one-time thing, but it turned into an all-the-time event. Uh, Blackstone told Gmail. <laughs> Recently, Tyler partnered with a mattress company that donated 250 beds to the MCV MC, MC Vet, according to GMA, GMA. I don't know if I'm doing that right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler says it's a rewarding feeling to help veterans without homes. Quote, they should have all the things they need because of all the good things they've done for our country. Uh, it makes me feel very happy and very good when they have a happy reaction. Eight years old. Changing the world. Yeah. Why the hell not? It's, it's that kind of time of year, you know? Yeah. It's that time of year. It should be that time of year all the time, but I'm glad that people at least right, take one time. You know what I mean? I think that that's, that's why it's it's funny, like, the hypocriticalness of, like, us making the jokes where you're like, it's not cynical. It's just like you, you're like every other month of the year, you're just like, oh, well, you know, for these two months, yeah. everybody's going to be, like, nice and happy. And then you're like, except for on Black Friday yeah. when I might stab like, you over yeah. a TV. You jiggle all the way, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> What the hell? I'll Arnold Schwarzenegger you. Yeah, right. Right now. <laughs> anyway, if we if we end the show early, we end the show early. So I got one more story here. Um, dog found shielding kittens from cold on the side of a Canada road, shelter says. Aww. Too bad. A stray dog recently found on the side of the road of Canada was discovered sheltering several babies. Not a litter of her own puppies, however, but a set of five adorable kittens. The dog, named Serenity, was spotted shielding the baby cats from the cold roughly two weeks ago in Chatham, Kent, Ontario, uh, according to Pet and Wildlife Rescue, hey. which, yeah, which posted about the pup's plight on Facebook. Rescuers wrote on November 22nd that someone called the shelter and an animal control officer picked up, the, quote, the six of us, and we've been living our best lives ever since. The kittens were placed into a foster family where they will remain until they're old enough for adoption, while the shelter has been flooded with interest by those hoping to welcome serenity into their families. Quote, I'm surprised that so many people applied to adopt me uh, when they don't even know my personality or quirks yet. I must just be that cute, rescuers wrote on behalf of serenity. The dog, who is roughly two years old and uh, said to have the energy of a toddler, is obviously great with cats and would be no problem in a home that has cats in it, the shelter said. They went on to say, I love zooming around outside and will run in circles around any person or object that is out in the yard with me. 
The shelter staff has been working on it, uh, but I can be quite jumpy and need to be taught some manners. <laughs> the post read, noting serenity, should be in a home without small children because of her energy. She's gotten along well with other dogs at the shelter who were submissive or uninterested in her, and she loves to play and has a tendency to get right in other dogs' faces. <laughs> serenity also needs to be house-trained. Are you sure you want this dog? Um, no, they're selling it. <laughs> you think this dog was found outside? Or somebody's marketing the shit out of this well, plan at the shelter was like, we found this dog and these five cats. Yeah. And they should be a family because they were together well, when they're we not, found them. Yeah, they can't, they can't, uh, the kittens can't be adopted. That's what this next paragraph says. Oh, they're, wow. Yeah, they're too young. Um, and the kittens were too young when they were abandoned. Aw. And, uh. They have to wait for the entire group to be ready for forever family, quote, forever family in a couple of months. Uh, quote, at the end of the day, I'm just happy the kittens were found and with me and are now, they always write in this first person with the, when they talk about the dog, like the dog's writing it, it's bizarre. At the end of the day, I am just happy that the kittens were found with me and are now resting peacefully in a warm foster home instead of outside in the cold. Uh, once Serenity is spayed on December 3rd, she'll be available for adoption. Anyone interested in making Serenity a part of their family can contact the Pet and Wildlife Rescue located in Ontario or visit their website at pawr.org. Canada, eh? Canada, eh? Do, will they let you adopt a dog from Canada in I America? I don't think so. I was about to say, I don't even think that we can adopt that dog. For our, so far, our listeners in Canada, you know where to get them. <laughs> hey, you never know. I mean, I, I think we got listeners in India, man. India. So, Hi. <laughs> hi, hi, people from India listening. Hello. Yeah. I don't know what you'd have in common with me, but, uh, ah, damn it. We almost made it. <laughs> we almost made it. It's 11. So, I mean, you got most of it. I'll tell you something funny about No, the, no, when, when it craps out like that, the video file's corrupted. I so I lost there. it all. Damn. We lost it all. It. Well, it's always next week. We got those new cameras coming at some point. Let me tell you a funny story, though, since we got a second. We have a second, right? I'll yeah, tell you a story ahead. about a yeah, dog because my dog is a rescue dog. But hold on, hold on, back up a second. All right, you can what? start again. No, so my dog is a rescue dog, and we have come to an understanding that she doesn't jump on me. So people like she's just in the yard walking around, and people will walk up on her because they don't think she's doing it. She'll jump on them. And sometimes I just let her do it because they're like, it's fine. And then they'll be like, no, no. And I just start giving commands to the person, like, yell louder. Like, <laughs> yell louder. Put more bass in your voice. She's not respecting you. Nope. Right. She doesn't respect you. She's yeah. not. Nope. She nope. thinks she's the alpha. She's like, yeah, nope. Say it louder. And they're like, and then it takes me like one second because she listens to me. I'll just be like, hey, get off of him. And then she'll mm -hmm. go out of the yard. Like, why didn't you do that the first thing? Like, yeah, you got to act like the alpha. I thought it was. <laughs> I thought she would. I'll just be laughing though. Still, she just listens to me. I'm the only person she listens to. But they, no, no. I'm like, say it louder. Louder. More bass. Yeah. You know. Nope. S Commanding. Assert your, yeah, yeah. assert your dominance. Nope. Nope. She thinks you're a bitch. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, tell it. You could have just told her exactly. to stop. I'm like, yeah, I could have. Some people. Some people was, have no idea how dogs work. I thought it was funny to see her yeah. jump on you. It's fucking hilarious. <sighs> I'm furious. I kind of want to end the show right now. I just have one more thing to go over here. Um, I want to wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I hope you are spending it with your families like I am. Now, EK and I 
have always talked about how the, uh, fluid the concept of family is in our lives and probably is in your life. Uh, we see a lot of people come through here at FXPG Public Radio, and they have all been considered family by us. It's public a- access podcasting. You could buy one hour or, or all of the hours. It's super cheap. That's the idea. Anyway, it's been a sad autumn for us because we lost a member of our family, which only reminds us to cherish this Thanksgiving with, your fu- with uh, our fluid family and your fluid family. Sure, EK talks my ear off all the time. Sure, Grandpa will crop dust the whole family. Sure, Grandma will neg the dish you brought. And as sure as I have, and I'm sure, um, and I'm sure I'm going to have one too many beers and tell my niece that Ben Shapiro is the smartest man I know of. My sister will probably say something like, "Uncle Scott is so weird," and my niece will agree, for now. But I will hold all of this dear to my heart as I move through this life because everything, everything from Grandpa's farts to Nick's weird Nerf Ted Nugent style of conversation. You're all my family, even you, even you, the listener who has not gone to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio to become a patron and have no intention of doing so. I am thankful that you all, that you heard me at all. I am thankful to know you. I am thankful to have known the Hill Hippie. I am thankful for my fluid family. And I am thankful for you and 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 you. Anyway, this has been Shock Monkey Radio. I'm Scott L. Robbins with two T's and two B's, and I love you. I'm Nick, as always, man. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, enjoy Turkey Day. Yes. <laughs>